0: Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts.
0: There were two more murders 15 miles away. police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... A weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Just because a person is behind bars doesn't mean they are any less dangerous. On January 1st, 1975, a man was born who would conduct his most gruesome murders from his prison cell. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Kabani Savage was born on January 1, 1975, and, after dropping out of his Philadelphia high school, began his career as a high-level local drug dealer distributing hundreds of kilograms of cocaine over the course of just six years. However, it wasn't his drug business that initially put him behind bars. No, it was a series of murders that would officially place the drug dealer within prison walls. On March 19, 1998, Cabani Savage and a man named Kenneth Lasseter were parking their cars when Kenneth accidentally bumped into Cabani's car. He took out his anger by killing the 44-year-old stranger. Unfortunately, Cabani would never see any charges in regards to Kenneth's death. That's because the main witness in the case, a man named Tobias Tibb Flowers, was killed on March 1, 2004, before he could testify in court. Whether Kabani murdered Tibb himself or simply ordered his murder is still unknown. On September 6, 2000, 22-year-old Mansur Shafiq Abdullah was shot in the head on North Park Avenue in Philadelphia, his burned body found days later. On September 1, 2013, fellow drug dealer Carlton Brown was killed on Darien Street by hitman Lamont Lewis on Kabani's command. Over the next few years, Cabani contracted the killing of at least five other murders, people like 32-year-old Barry Parker and 26-year-old Tyrone Toliver, and engaged in multiple attempts at intimidation, all while being held at a federal detention center in Philadelphia. Basically, if anyone got in his way, or he thought they might testify against him, he would simply have one of his lackeys take them out. Just a week after he was acquitted for the murder of Kenneth Lassiter. Cabani was rearrested and accused of heading a drug trafficking network. He received a 30-year sentence and was further charged for money laundering, witness intimidation, and other drug offenses. After he was convicted of these charges, he was sent to a federal facility in Colorado. Part of the reason Cabani was re-sentenced was due to the testimony of a former employee named Eugene Twin Coleman. Twin was the man who killed Tyrone Toliver for Cabani Savage, and was arrested and put in federal custody in October of 2004. At the time of his arrest, federal agents asked his 54-year-old mother to move into a new house for her safety, knowing how dangerous her son's testimony was. She refused, believing she could defend herself. At 5 a.m. on October 9, 2004, the row house where she was living was firebombed. The fire started in the living room and quickly spread throughout the entire home, killing every single person inside, earning the title of the deadliest mass murder in Philadelphia since 2000. Inside was twins' mother, Marcella Coleman, 34-year-old Tamika Nash, 10-year-old Kaja Nash, 12-year-old Taj Porche, 15-year-old Sean Rodriguez, all relatives of twins, his 15-month-old son, and their family dog. The firebombing was all planned by Cabani from behind bars through a series of phone calls, prison visits, and communicating with other inmates through plumbing pipes and were perpetrated by both his sister, Kadada, and Lamont Lewis, who asked his cousin, Robert Merritt Jr., for help. Kadada showed them where the house was located, and the men took it over from there. Lamont Lewis, who later admitted to the crime and gave a detailed account to the police, said he had no idea there were children inside when Robert Merritt threw the gas can into the home and that he did all of this on the promise of $5,000, though Kidada only paid 2000 The trial for Kabani Savage began in 2012, and on May 13, 2013, he was convicted of 12 counts of murder in aid of racketeering, as well as one count each of conspiracy to commit murder in aid of racketeering, conspiracy to participate in racketeering, and retaliating against a witness by murder, and became the first man from Philadelphia in modern history to receive a federal death sentence. He also has the most murder convictions than anyone in Philadelphia. Kadada Savage was convicted of a number of crimes and sentenced to life imprisonment, plus a consecutive 10-year sentence. Robert Merritt was given life, and Lamont Lewis was given 40 years. Kabani Savage remains in prison and continues to fight for an appeal or a new trial. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 2nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.